0: So I had a friend, a lady friend, who asked my opinion on getting lip fillers. She came up to me. is like, hey, Fahad, I'm thinking I'm getting lip fillers. Do you think I should get it? I wasn't sure how to respond to this. I was like, should I say yes, you need one? Or do I say no, you're fine? This was such a weird conversation and just led me into thinking more about this whole fad in North America about the BBLs, the liposuction, the lip fillers. How do I address that with a friend or with a partner when they bring that up? In this episode, we sit down and talk about body positivity and people's relationship with their image. Indulge. We talk about vanity and stuff and how mm-hmm. people feel like this pressure to hold some right. kind of status or appear a particular way to uphold the Senate standard. Mm-hmm. Like, What impact does that have on like one's mental health? Or why do we even have to do that? Or why do people do it?
1: Why do people feel the need? Oh, yeah. I think that if you're only told that you're valuable based on, you know, what you can offer, whether that's financially, materially, I can understand why there's pressure for, you know, a men men to wear, you know, I don't know, a fake rollie or something of that nature, right? Like if you're told, for example, and and maybe people legitimately have this experience, right? Maybe you're curating your online dating profile and the second you post a picture of yourself with a nice car you have more girls swiping on you Mm -hmm. right or the second you post yourself i don't know with a nice watch or a boat or something that symbolizes status you actually are more successful you have more matches so i think people are conditioned probably unfortunately to think that and their value is tied to these things and or their lifestyles Right, so you can see how maybe this is reinforcing negative stereotypes to the point where people feel the need to project, um, and or just pretend to be what they're not. Right, Um,
0: and and even on the women's side too, as well. Like, yeah, there's a there's a a whole talk on beauty standards. Right. If
1: I post a picture on my profile where you can see my ass, I'm gonna get twenty five percent more likes, probably fifty percent, maybe even a hundred. (laughs) Right, but But I don't want to do that because it inherently is probably going to attract people that may I have, a, have an emphasis on like phenotype, on physical appearance and maybe don't care about who I am as a person. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily, but it's a possibility, right? So again, I think when we look at social media and we also look at how, I guess I should say how algorithms are built. If you have success doing certain things, posting certain things, then again, you, your profile is probably more likely to be shown to certain suitors based on, again, what your pictures look like. Maybe what your prompts look like. I, uh, This is just, you know, this is just how these things work. Um, and so I think people get kind of caught up in these echo chambers where maybe they are curating an appearance because it has been more successful in terms of outcomes for them on, you know, on apps or maybe, and possibly even in real life, right? Um I think it's harmful probably on both sides that we feel the need to not necessarily, it's not always maybe outwardly pretending to be what we're not, but maybe just generally an overemphasis on things that we maybe would naturally emphasize about ourselves. If that makes sense yeah.
0: yeah that makes sense and like and how does this impact like the young take example a younger girl looking at this like we the society we mm-hmm. see glorifying this particular beauty standards right. and how does that impact like a young black girl for example on our mental health like when she keeps seeing this
1: it's it's really difficult and it's so funny because i was just in miami and it occurred to me when i was in miami that i was oh my gosh every girl has their body done here And I'm not saying they don't look good. I mean, some of them don't look good. But a lot of them look really, really, really good. Um, But, you know, I I had this thought, and I've had this thought for many years. But for myself, personally, if I modify my appearance to the point where I have a daughter who is born who doesn't look like me, that is a problem. Right? The fact that I would need feel the need to modify my, modify myself to the point where quite literally my children will not look like me is a problem. And I am actually all for, you know, you can do what you want with your body. I'm I'm all for it. Again, if you're happy, and in many of these cases, right? Look, maybe you had four kids and wanted to get your body done. You're done. You get a nice little nip and tuck. Look, women's bodies go through hell when you, you know, when you go through childbirth. I'm all for that, but I just think generally speaking. I am someone who had um, a a mother who had had certain, you know, procedures and things done to the point where I had to ask myself growing up, if you know, why I didn't look like that. This is a very real. I this is a very real experience that I had in my own personal life. I, was, I thought to myself, why don't I look like my mom? Besides the fact that we have two different skin colors, but you know, I'm like, why don't I look like that? Right. And so you start to think, okay, well, you know, if so-and-so looks like that, if my mom looks like that, if my friends look like that, if that is what attracts men, that I have to do that to be attractive. And it's unfortunate because oftentimes it guarantees certain outcomes. It does. Right. People make jokes about the fact that, you know, you get your body done, you're set for life. Right. You're (laughs) going to attract a certain type of men. It's going to have a certain type of outcome. Um, And you'll live happily ever after. In some cases, it's true, right? And so you see how this is harmful for people that, again, they don't want to overemphasize the physical. But when it's done, it's rewarded. It does guarantee certain outcomes. It becomes very confusing. I found it confusing growing up because then I have to ask myself, okay, so it's not really about who I am as a person or what I believe in or what I want in life. It's about what I look like. But I think we all have to be very realistic about the fact that we're not going to be young and good looking forever. You're prob- probably none of us will be good looking you know past well, let's say our 50s. I think I'll be good looking when I'm 50. But you know past our past our 50s, you never know, right? Yeah. If you really desire to grow old with somebody, you can't over emphasize what they look like. You just can't. Mm-hmm. They're not going to look like that forever. And if that's what you desire, then that's how you have, you know, 67 year old men dating 20 year olds. Yeah. Is that right or appropriate? That's for them to decide, but that's the reality of it. If you're attracted to what somebody looks like mm-hmm. rather than who they are as a person, Mm-hmm. You're probably going to be chasing that for the rest of your life, mm-hmm. and then you're going to be old and miserable and like the creepy old guy trying to date twenty-year-olds. So, mm-hmm.
0: yeah. And then, like, I would <laughs> like to ask, like, how did you deal with that mentally? Like, and, and also the reason why I ask is because if there was a younger, if you had a mm-hmm. uh, younger you, right. and who maybe has experienced that same situation yeah. where you know, what would what advice would you give them, or what would you tell them in regards to how to handle that kind of? Because I'm pretty sure a lot of people go through the same thing.
1: I think at the end of the day, what I was trying to get at previously is that beauty fades. Whatever you look like, it Mm -hmm. may be true that the way that you look might attract certain men and guarantee certain outcomes for you, but that will never last. Mm -hmm. And so you really have to, and it's a conversation I have with myself, you really have to work on yourself and understand what makes you happy as a person and what you value rather than what other people value about you, right? So doing that inner work to understand, okay, well, if I get my body done or if I put these fillers in my face, is this actually making me happy or is this meant to attract somebody else? And making sure that you're making that distinction because again, I... If it actually makes you happy, I actually think that you should do those things. If, if it has a negative impact on your mouth, mental health that you don't like the way the bump in your nose looks and you get a nose job, you should do that if it makes you happy. But at the end of the day, I think you have to find the intrinsic motivation behind why you're doing what you're doing. If it's not for yourself, then it's for somebody else right or it's just to generally speaking satisfy social norms and it is really really hard to delineate and or separate yourselves from uh from social norms in that way but i think it's really critical work you have to understand yourself and what you value versus you know again what other people value in you yeah, yeah
2: absolutely
0: so, in this episode, we talked about body positivity, but we, we approached it from a different angle. And um, a few angles that I, that I wanted us to look at body positivity from mm-hmm. was number one, was from the angle of the next generation of people who had to, you know, maybe deal with their parents doing um, body augmentation and procedures and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And to see what the younger people, so you as a daughter who's seen your mother, um, you know, augment her body, mm-hmm. how does that make you feel? What is that? What is that? do to you mentally and also from a from perspective of maybe um uh from a partner in whatever type of relationship it is yeah. or so whether it be um your love life or actually just friendship when you have to deal with a friend or someone who may be going through a body image issues and maybe wanted to seek your advice or um question uh, ask you questions about what they should do or what route they should go through i feel like um on the other end it's kind of difficult to approach or difficult mm-hmm. to have that conversation with someone, mm-hmm. you know, whether it be your sister or, mm-hmm. you, you know, a, a lover, or something like that. How would you have that conversation? How do you tell them they're fine the way they are when they clearly to them, they don't see, they don't see themselves it, yeah. as fine as okay. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? How do you have that conversation? So I think that's what led us to having this episode and I wanted to hear your take on this particularly. What right. Your,
2: yeah. yeah. I think just listening to Libby, um, she had, some really good points um, when it came to kind of her, you know, experience and some of the things that she's been able to see over time. Um, you know, I think that her assertions about, you know, pretty privilege, quote unquote, she didn't necessarily use those words, but you know, I kind of mm-hmm. gathered that that's what she was describing. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty privilege or being rewarded for, you know, matching, you know, the heteronormative or like the kind of like idolized. Um, you know, version of or standard of beauty. Um, you know, I think she was right about that. Definitely impacts your, your life, or how, you know, kind of what jobs you get. You know, if you're making friends, you know, how you're connecting with other people. And I think that, you know, we've kind of been socialized to, um, you know, view people from The perspective of how they look not necessarily the kind of value they can add um based on some of these issues when it comes to body positivity um i know she had you know kind of you both kind of alluded to this as well like being the first generation of kids or you know kind of that beginning generation i'm sure there's it's more than that i'm not really accurate on that um just yet but I think you know when it comes to you know kind of understand like oh you know my mom you know, you know had some surgery done or plastic surgery done or any augmentation or work down to her body or my dad did this kind of you know thing and that changes a little bit about how you view yourself because essentially we're a genetic representation of how our parents present and so by looking at them we can estimate roughly how we will look yeah. <laughs> eventually yeah. right and so I think um, when it comes to being a child of a parent who has gotten some work done and I think Libby was saying you know I don't know if I can do that to my daughter for her to see me and think that she'll look like me and then grow up and not look like me. Um, There's several situations in which whereby children don't look like their parents. That's fine but in this particular issue when it comes to plastic surgery I think we want to understand the motivation behind that and so if you do have children and you're planning on getting some plastic surgery done I think some controlled transparency would be (laughs) beneficial definitely have a conversation right this is what because they're going to see that you've changed that's going to be obvious Um, so it's important to kind of say okay you know what here um, is what I'm planning on doing this is what the process might look like and this is what is motivating me to do this, um, to undergo surgery for this, right? Here are some of the risks as well. And I'm still prepared to, you know, kind of do this, go through, um, this surgical procedure. Now, the motivation piece of it, I think is where I really want to focus because when it comes to how people view their bodies, there's a few things that inform that understanding, for example, I had a client who had a list of, you know, all the things that different people had said about her body over time from her adolescence up on the yeah. <laughs> And it created several um, issues for her when it came to her self-esteem and also kind of just, you know, of course there's some body dysmorphia there, how she viewed herself um, versus how she actually looked. Um, there was a very you know big difference in that and so some of the psychological impacts of this are of course you know you have eating disorders anxiety you know depression definitely is something that can come up low self-esteem being an issue you know when it comes to you know eating disorders you have anorexia bulimia bulimia um, binge eating disorders where you restrict for a significant amount of time and then you know binge eat and overindulge you know over-exercising, you know, fit fam, fit fam. I hope that, you know, <laughs> the motivation for that is, you know, rooted intrinsically in the fact that you just want to be healthy rather than I want to look this particular way only, right? Um, you know, and then, you know, of course we have, you know, a lot of these um, ideas around social media, Um surgical procedures um, that like after you have had um, work done that your body looks different from what it did before and you no longer feel comfortable within it, right? Because the person you're seeing in the mirror now looks completely different from who you know, you saw before, and maybe you may not have gotten the results that you wanted, these things also have psychological impacts as well. So when it comes to mitigating some of these issues, I would say one of the things that you want to do, if you are, for example, in Libby's case, um, you know, kind of have a parent who's undergoing, um, you know, any surgical procedure to modify their body. It is important. It is their responsibility to have the conversation with you around some of the topics we discussed earlier. And it's up to you now to take responsibility for your own body and what you, how you want that to look. And your parents can help in kind of guiding that understanding, but essentially that's developed by several factors outside of them. You know, um, on my client's list, you know, some African at a at a wedding, had said, "Hey, you know, you have put on Wayne. Oh my God! Like, what's going on? You know, and asking certain questions. I think one of the biggest things um, that we want to consider is body neutrality. You know, try to like not have opinions about other people's bodies, and if you do, keep them to yourself. You know, I think." you know, we spend a lot of time with ourselves enough to know what our bodies look like, right? Yeah, I don't think we need the opinions of other people to kind of help us know what we look like. I think, you know, mirrors were invented for this particular reason, right? So I know there's a bit of sarcasm and attitude there, but, you know, I've just seen a lot of people experience significant amounts of pain as a result of this, and I feel like it's um, a bit of a, heart-wrenching topic for me personally because uh, I get my clients who don't need to be going through things like this and you know kind of recalling some of the things on that list I think were very brutal to have been said to her and I think that definitely impacted um, the way she saw herself it impacts work it impacts her relationships it impacts her relationships with friends um, because what you're doing is isolating the person and creating them creating a space whereby they don't feel safe and that they are now meant to experience shame and shame, you know, has some psychosomatic impacts. You know, I think we all know what shame feels like in your body. It's kind of like pins and needles, you know, that feeling of wanting the floor to open, (laughs) you know, we've all experienced it. It's not a good feeling. Why do we want to perpetuate that? You know, and, you know, put that on other people. So, body neutrality is one of the best ways to kind of deal with this and also for ourselves, right? You know, you look in the mirror, maybe today you just kind of don't feel like you like the way you look. You can say, all right, you know what? This is my body. It's healthy, it's functional, it's working, working for me, or these are the abilities I have if you're differently abled. And you say, okay. It's working today and I'm alive. And so we're going to go ahead and do what we need to do um, because your perspective may be skewed, right? We have so many influences. You might've been scrolling and seen some guy with six pack and some like, crazy back muscles the night before. And now you looked in the mirror the next morning and you're like, Hey, this is, it, this is what I was expecting to see today. You know, where you went to the gym last night and you came back and you're already looking for abs. All of these things, you know, these actions we do, the body checks, you know, the picking, nitpicking at this and that, skin issues, this spot here, this skincare routine, this, that. I mean, a lot of these things just put unnecessary pressure and you can see how the anxiety can develop over time. If you feel like you can't put your best self forward and your best self isn't necessarily always how you look, it's what value you add. So want to kind of change that perspective um, and move more towards body neutrality and in the sense that, like, you know what? My body is what it is, and that's okay. I don't have to, you know, change it. But if you feel like you do want to change it, that is also fine. I will just say reconsider some of those motivations. Why is it that you want to modify your body? Is this rooted in some kind of, you know, a body image issue or body dysmorphia or is it based on things that other people have said or negative feedback you've received regarding your body or is it just because you feel like this will make you feel better about yourself or it makes you a little bit more confident or it's actually something that, you know, maybe you had a burn or something mm-hmm. and you want to kind of change that. Or maybe you were a kid and you, you know, chop your ear off somehow playing rough. I don't know. <laughs> and you yeah. want to, that was the original um, idea around yes. plastic surgery, but Hey, you know, if you, if you do, um, you know, you've taken time to think about it and you've reflected on it and you feel like, Hey, you know, there are no underlying issues here that I need to deal with intrinsically within myself. Then you can go ahead. But I would say check in first mm-hmm. before going ahead to modify your body. Um, and then when it comes to relationships, you know, this is an interesting one because, you know, people have their preferences. You know, I could ask you gentlemen, OK, you know, if you, you know, saw a girl, you know, what would be the first thing that, you know, you would see or how would you notice her personality first or what would be, you know, right. So, you know, of course, you know, people have their preferences, you know, are situations whereby, you know, I've heard. You know, that, you know, certain people have said, you know, my boyfriend said I want, you know, changed my body this way. My husband said, oh, after kids, you know, maybe I should do this work or that work, you know, and, you know, I asked him to pay for it and he's going to pay for it and he's going to do this. And so um, you've made yourself a canvas, you know, yeah, yeah, you know, something to be customized for someone else's I don't know, to their own specifications or desires. Um, What about you? Um, In relationships, of course, people evolve and they change. Um, If you're going to be with someone long term, you must have accepted that they will grow old or their bodies will change based on life experience or any other, you know, conditions. Maybe they have a child or there's a health condition, you know things could change in the way they look. They may not always look the same way from the first day you met them. And so, you know, the hope is that you value them um, based on, you know, kind of, you know, who they are and not how they look um, particularly. Um, But people have different aspects of themselves um, that maybe they like more than others. Um, My focus would be, you know, kind of validate Um, those parts of yourself and the parts that you don't necessarily like so much validate those parts too, because they're there and they're here to stay. (laughs) Um, Enjoy your body. You don't get to be in it forever.
0: I think when you're dealing with somebody who may be be going through something like that, I think it's a good question, a good uh, conversation to have right before Mm -hmm. we even go down the route of doing some augmentation or body modification, something you have to think about. Mm -hmm. And actually what's actually motivating you, to do that, to do all that. It's, yeah, it's a, it's a great question to ask and I feel like it's a great conversation to have. So and that's mm-hmm. something I never had before and thank you so much for for pointing that out.
2: So, Absolutely. Yeah, My thank pleasure. Thank you so much for
0: this. Of course, <laughs> yeah. gentlemen. Thank I you so much for having me. Thank you so me. much. Yeah. Thank you. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers.